Hello everyone, welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode of the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, Coach Matt Sutter joins us to share how we can pivot from a sales-based organization to a true business and some of the biggest financial mistakes agents make on that journey. Matt is going to discuss some of the key leadership and business concepts that allow an agent to grow into a CEO. Now, let's hear from Matt Sutter. Welcome, everybody. We are at the first of five spring webinars brought to you by yours truly and the coaching team over at Glover U. We are kicking off today's session with a very high-minded, high-level topic, specifically relating to going from salesperson to CEO, and that is not an easy task. Why is that not an easy task? Well, that's because it's not taught to a high degree in most real estate companies, right? Most real estate teams, most real estate franchises. They're spending sometime teaching you how to hold an open house, sometime teaching you how to present to a seller, sometime teaching you how to get a buyer offers accepted, but not usually are they spending a lot of time on on teaching you how to think differently and what mistakes to avoid while you're building your business and going from salesperson to CEO. So today, the first of five sessions, we are jumping into team building and covering the four catastrophic financial mistakes to avoid. Again, my name is Jeff Glover. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I know many of you are on for the first time. I've been in the business now for 18 years. Glover U has been in existence for several years. We're training and coaching agents from all over the country. All right, but enough about me. We're going to get to our presenter today in just a moment. A couple quick resources I want to share with you because many of you are on for the first time. I've got one, two, three resources that I'm going to share, and I want you to write these down. So wherever you're taking notes, whether it's in a workbook or whether it's in a yellow pad or whether it's in a Word document, I want you to write these down. First things first, I want you to write down the word morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, morning. And next to that, I want you to write the number 55444. Write down the word morning, and right next to that, write down the, the number 55444. I'm going to make your life super easy. Why is that? Well, because once a day, every morning, I am sending out a motivational, an inspirational, a tactical, a strategy, a technology, a skill. Once a day, I'm sending out some type of thought to real estate agents and leaders around North America. If you want to receive that every day, it's totally free. I'm not, it's not any sort of program. You don't have to pay anything for it. How do you get it every single day? Take out your cell phones right now. I know many of you are probably watching on your laptop. If you're watching this on your cell phone, you can do this later, but take out your cell phone. Just as if you were texting a a new friend or somebody you just met, you open up your text. The phone number is 55444. I know it's only five numbers. Trust me, it works. You type in the phone number 55444, put the word morning in the body of the text You're going to get information on how to sign up. Again, that's totally free. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm sending out an inspirational, a motivational, a tactical, a strategy, a technology, a skill type message every day, Monday through Friday, totally free. Again, text the word morning to 55444. The next resource, also free, is called the Glover U Inner Circle. I know many of you are probably already in the Facebook group while you have the phone, while you have your phone in your hand, or if you're watching this on your phone and you need to write this down, just go ahead and write down Glover U Inner Circle. That's a free Facebook group, free to join. All right. Why do I suggest you join there? Well, because if I'm not sharing it in the daily message, or sometimes I'll share something in the daily message where I'll say, I'm going to elaborate this more on this more in the Facebook group because you don't want a 17-page text message from me every day. So therefore, a lot of times I will continue discussing whatever topic it is also in the Facebook group. There's script practice, role play partners, uh, different marketing techniques. All of that drops into the Glover U Inner Circle. If you're a first-time attendee and you're not familiar with that, again, just pull out your cell phone, go to the Facebook app, search Glover U space Inner circle. It's free to join. While you're there, it's going to ask you the final resource I want to share with you today before we get to today's topic. While you're there, it's going to ask you if you would like to subscribe to our quarterly publication, the Glover Gazette. 
We produce 30,000 copies of these and we send them out to realtors all across North America for free. So if you want it sent to your home or your office or wherever, when you're joining the Glover U Inner Circle, it's going to ask you if you'd like to subscribe to this. Again, it's totally free. Real estate sales, business strategies and tactics. It's yours. Just sign up through the Inner Circle when it's asking you if you would like to subscribe. This one just came out about a month ago. Our next issue will be out this summer. 40 to 50 pages of real estate sales, business tactics. All right. So I wanted to get you those resources, especially many of you, this might be your first time on. You've got the daily message. You've got the Glover U Inner Circle Facebook group. And of course, once you're there, subscribe to the free quarterly gazette. All right. Let's jump into our topic for today. Team building for catastrophic mistakes to avoid. Your presenter today is not just a great presenter and he is a great presenter, but he's actually on the ground, he's in the field, he's working with some of the best of the best teams from around the country. Today's material is trial and error. It's, it's almost like you going out and falling on your face for five years and, and taking five years to learn this stuff wrapped up into 40, 45 minutes. Now, of course, we're gonna go as deep as we can in the 40, 45 minutes that we have left. But the reality is, is Matt Sutter has been teaching business owners and business leaders how to lead, how to train, how to manage, how to build. In fact, for those of you who don't know this, Matt Sutter was actually my boss for some time. I learned how to run a brokerage. I learned how to recruit and retain and how to manage and how to build bridges with allies and so forth. So you're in for a real treat today because I don't know of another business coach that has coached more of the higher level business real estate minds in the industry than Matt Sutter. So without further ado, Matt Sutter, the floor is yours. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here with everybody today. And I see a lot of familiar names, a lot of people I've worked with, you know, directly or indirectly over the years and a lot of brand new faces. So I'm excited to get to know you. My name is Matt Sutter, as Jeff said, and I have the great pleasure among uh, owning and operating multiple businesses, both within the real estate space and outside of the real estate space. Because by the way, business is business is business. You may have a different service or a different widget you sell, but fundamentally, at the end of the day, if you can learn how to run one or one or, or operate one business, you can really learn how to run or operate multiple businesses. So I spent a lot of uh, my time in that space. And then, as Jeff alluded to, uh, within the Glover U organization, I coach several of our uh, highest profile, largest producing teams. Right now, I've got a client roster um, that's selling upwards to about $3 billion in cumulative volume a year. So a lot of the things that we're going to be teaching today really are a product of uh, the 20 years that Jeff has in the in the business, the 20 years I have in the business, roughly, and then the experience of, of some of truly the top producers in the country talking about how do we pivot from a sales-based organization and, and actually accelerate and then ultimately scale a business that can give us a couple of things. One, it can give us freedom. And then two, it can give us the money and the financial return to be able to enjoy that freedom. And Jeff and I talk about this all the time because we're so intimately familiar with some of the top producers in the country. It's amazing when you actually peek behind the curtain. Now, by the way, what I'm about to say, if, it, if it's a little bit uncomfortable, that's okay. Listen, a lot of us have been in this position. We can resolve it. But it's amazing when we peel back the curtain for some of the top uh, real estate teams and brokerages in the industry, and you actually look at their financial situation or their people leverage situation, they're months, if not weeks, from effectively being insolvent, or they're operating businesses with their, with, where their profit margins are so low that, frankly, they're working their tail off to make less as the owner of the business than many of the people that are working as associates or employees in the business. So we're going to talk about what that looks like. And to do that, I'm very visual, so give me just a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen, and we will go through a slide deck that helps us visualize some of these issues. There we go. All right, so hopefully you can see my screen at this point. And what we're going to be doing today is kind of introducing um, some of the basic level leadership and business concepts that allow someone to pivot from salesperson and then ultimately grow into a CEO. Now, there's a couple of things that I want to point out here that are really, really, really important to understand. Um, we're going to spend 45 minutes and mastery in business and leadership uh, can't even remotely start to occur in 45 minutes. But we want to share some of the concepts, some of the things that we see people are struggling with. Now, here's, here's what I know. We're going to uncover four concepts that we typically see um, impact a lot of real estate sales teams throughout the country. And some of these will relate to you and some of them won't. More so than if the specific instance is, is something you've experienced yet or you're going to experience in the future. More so than that, 
What I want you to understand is really conceptually, how do business people, how do great leaders think through those challenges so they make sure they're setting up their business for massive success in the future, all right? So really coming at it from that lens because we've got, I don't know, um, 150 or so people that are going to be on today. Um, without getting to visit with each of you one-on-one, I can't know the, the specific instances you're having. However, every concept we're going to talk about, when you take the logic behind it, you can bring it back into how it relates into your business. So let's start out here. And on this screen, I want you to see a couple axes. The horizontal axis at the bottom is time. So in the corner, that's day zero, time going into the future, however long it needs to be. And then the vertical axis is profit. So right at the bottom, that's $0 in profit. And of course, the goal of our business is to, to grow profit as high as possible. And that star right at the top, I want you to imagine that's kind of your dream. That's your vision for where you want to take your business. Well, invariably, here's what happens. Here's what happens to every salesperson uh, and, and by the way, same for Jeff and I, and, and um, what I'm about to show you isn't a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing. It's just not the, it's not the solution that gets you ultimately to the vision of your business. But you start out your, your real estate sales career and you grow your skill set. Now, you specifically grow your skill set primarily in sales skills. And, and Jeff and I will always tell you that the foundation of any successful business is sales skills. Until you're learning how to sell at a really high level, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, you won't be ready to implement. Now, it's going to be great for you to know it so that you're prepared for it down the road, but you're not actually going to be ready to implement it. But at some point, we grow our business, we grow our business, we're working our tail off, you know, we're working long hours, we're even approaching that burnout phase. So this is not applying to somebody who's sitting on the couch eating bonbons all day. But over a period of time, our business grows until we effectively hit a ceiling. Now, that ceiling is predicated based on um, assuming that we're working hard and we've, got, we've actually mastered sales skills. Yet, even if we're working hard and we're working long hours and we've mastered sales skills, at some point, our business inevitably hits a ceiling, and that is related to time. Because at the end of the day, I only have 24 hours, and I could be the best salesperson possible, and I could actually be working 24 hours a day. However, there's no additional time for me to increase production. And see, the challenge with sales skills is that it is the foundation. However, sales skills presume everything's on your shoulders. So effectively, it puts you in a position where you can only carry your profitability as far as there's time in the day. Once you hit that 24-hour mark, there's simply nothing else you can do from a sales skills position to be able to take the step forward. So invariably, here's what happens. And we see this all across the industry is that an agent has some success. Now, by the way, this could be multiple years here, and this could actually be really high profit, but then an individual hits the ceiling. Now, for those of you that have ever hit a ceiling in your business, you can imagine how that feels, right? That's frustrating, that's, that's disappointing. And typically what happens is our business hits the ceiling and it may still continue to grow, but we no longer have that meteoric growth that we were having before. We no longer have that straight line, monumental, you know, 10, 20, 30% year over year growth. Consequently, when we hit that ceiling it's not, and it's not growing as fast as we'd like, disappointment sets in, our energy goes down. Now, if you've ever gotten a point of burnout, because typically burnout is often related to this, we're rarely in burnout mode when we are hitting astronomical growth. Burnout typically happens when growth actually slows down. So what, what happens is our energy goes down because disappointment sets in. Well, guess what? When energy goes down, all of a sudden, it's just a little bit harder to wake up quite as early. It's just a little bit harder to stay and make that last call. Consequently, energy goes down, and then what do you have? What do you think happens to your profitability? Well, invariably, it also goes down because you simply just aren't putting the same output that you were before. Now, this in itself is not a bad thing. The challenge is, I want to show you how most people actually try to solve the problem. Is they will take that the fact that their business is going down and they'll go, to, um, they'll go to some sort of conference. Maybe they go to the National Association of Realtors Conference and they see someone up on stage that's talking about their sales strategy that allowed them to really catapult their business. Now, if you've ever been to a conference like that, typically what happens is our energy goes up. In essence, we've seen the light. We're super excited because, oh, there's this new strategy that if I simply implement, man, I'm going I'm to see meteoric growth again. Consequently, you leave the conference, you're enthused, energy goes up, easier to wake up again, easier to do the activities, and guess what? Your business grows. You've seen the light, your business grows. However, 
it grows roughly to where it was before. Now, this doesn't necessarily be a straight line ceiling. It may grow a little bit more, but you're still not seeing that meteoric scaling growth. Because although you have a new sales strategy, the problem is you still only have 24 hours in the day and it's still falling on your shoulders. Consequently, you hit that ceiling more or less where you were before. Again, it could be, you could be growing a little bit, but it's not meteoric growth. Hit that ceiling, you get frustrated, we start to go through burnout again, energy goes down, business goes down. And we go to the next conference down the road. And up on stage, somebody else is teaching a different sales tactic or a different sales strategy they're implementing. Now, again, sales skills are the foundation. We have to work towards mastery in that. Before we do, before we do anything else, that's got to be uh, our primary focus. But at this next conference, we see the light again. Somebody else has a new solution. Our energy goes up. We're inspired. We get back in the office. We're ready to go. Our business goes up. And then we hit the ceiling again. And the problem is, the problem is for most people, the next step that sets in for them is they get tired of hitting the ceiling. Having worked with agents for nearly two decades of all different production levels, I can tell you that there's a point for most people when they're only relying on sales skills in which resonation will set in. Will set in. Now, there's two types of resonation. Uh, broadly speaking, and I'm going relatively quick through this, the first type of resonation is exactly what you'd expect. They quit. They get burned out. They get tired. They say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to either retire or I'm going to go do something else because it's just not worth it anymore. That's the first type of resonation. The second type of resonation, however, is way more per pervasive and way more destructive. And that type of resonation is effectively, they've resigned themselves to that is all they'll ever be. Now, this is where you start hearing people say, saying things like, well, you know, I'm still the top producer in my office, so I just need to be satisfied with that. I just need to be content. And, you know, my business is bigger than most people's. I mean, so, so maybe I just shouldn't put so much pressure on myself. Maybe I just need to be okay with that. Or, yeah, I had that dream long ago, but, you know, I never really cared about that. That wasn't important. I, I'm just going to be happy with where I'm at. And effectively, they write out the rest of their career more or less like this. Again, they may continue to grow a little bit, but that meteoric um, scaling growth no longer becomes an option for them because they no longer believe it's possible. Now, here's the truth. The truth is in our industry, or really business in general, there's three distinct muscle groups. Now, these muscle groups are completely independent of another. And one of the challenges is that getting good at building one muscle group does not predict your ability to, to build the next set of muscles or the next set of muscles. So here are the three distinct muscle groups. The first is sales skills. Talked about sales skills all here, and sales skills are generators of cash. Um, uh, if I become a great salesperson in our industry, unlike any other industry I know of, we can build incredible amounts of cash. Yet when we're only relying on sales skills, we own a job. We don't actually own a business because our income is directly tied to how much selling we can do in a day. If we get hit by a bus and we can no longer go out and actively sell, guess what? Cash dries up, business shuts down. Sales skills are all about doing cash. Now, the next distinct uh, muscle group is business skills. And I'm actually going to break these out into two phases. Uh, business skills phase one is all about sustainability. In other words, that's taking our skills, sales skills and then layering on systems, tools, and especially proven business models that start to improve efficiencies and margins. In other words, we're taking our sales skills and we're doing the same level of uh, productivity, but now we're starting to do it more efficiently and more profitably. That's the, that's the first phase of business skills. The next set of muscle groups is leadership skills. And leadership skills are all about the freedom phase. And what this means is I am now in a position where I can succeed through others. So whereas before, when it all was on my shoulders, I have 24 hours in a day. However, I build an organization of 10 people. The organization now has 240 hours in a day. In essence, it gives us freedom. Now, freedom doesn't mean we're not working our tail off. It doesn't mean we're working any less than before. But freedom allows us the ability to now start working in the spaces that we're most passionate about and succeeding in the other spaces through others. All right. And then the last one is the second phase of business skills. And this is all about building the empire. It's when we incorporate and learn these skills, we start to maximize scalability. We start to um, dramatically increase profitability, and we start to open up lots of opportunity. You know, one of the things with Jeff and I is that we parlayed our sales business 
and to then be able to add on additional businesses on top of us, which was the opportunity we created by implementing our business and our leadership skills and strategies in so that it didn't rely on just purely us to be the one moving, uh, moving the empire of the business forward. Today, we're going to talk about uh, four common phase one business mistakes. I wish we had longer. We only have about 45 minutes on this. So I'm going to hit four common mistakes we see. And again, as I said, right at the beginning of the day, some of these will perfectly resonate with you. And some of them, I want you to focus more on the concept and how does the concept relate to your business? Because these are the way that business people are really thinking about uh, creating solutions to grow profitability. So the four things we're going to talk about, first, we're going to talk about side hustles, or really more importantly, the lack of sequential progression. Next, we're going to jump away, moving away from an administrative and operations model too early. I'll explain that here in just a second. The third, we're going to talk about ROI. There's a big misunderstanding around how ROI, return on investment, actually works. And then we'll talk about unsustainable agent comp models. In fact, that fourth is one of the biggest reasons we are seeing just absolutely destructive profit margins uh, within so many of the largest sales teams in the country. We're going to talk about how they basically they basically put them in a uh, put themselves in a position where scaling actually makes them less money over time. All right, so let's jump in. Talk first about side hustles, or really what the concept around is the lack of sequential progression. So let me talk about a side hustle for just a second. Here's my definition of a side hustle. My, uh, my definition of a side hustle is any activity which requires my active participation that by actively participating in it takes my time and attention away from whatever my main focus is. All right. So um, if I were to buy an investment property, and let's say I either hire a property manager or I don't spend a whole lot of time actually having to active manage it. That to me is not a side hustle. That is, that is, a, that is an investment that doesn't re require a lot of active participation. Similarly, if I were to buy a stock and I'm not actively day trading or I'm not like look, you know, every week thinking about buying or selling different stocks, that's not a side hustle. That's simply just an investment. So I'm all for that. that those are fantastic activities that can make a lot of sense. Side hustles, however, say, well, I could spend three hours on my main business, or instead I could spend three hours on this other thing, which may be a good thing, by the way, but it takes that three hours away from my main business. We're going to talk about why that can be incredibly counterproductive and even devastating to your business in a second. But to introduce that concept, we have to recognize that success is sequential, not simultaneous. If you were to scour Facebook at any time, you would see multiple people talking about owning um, or having lots of different side hustles or lots of multiple streams of income or owning several different businesses. And I want to be really, really direct. The content I teach should put you in position when you reach mastery to have multiple streams of income. It will put you in position to own multiple businesses. It will, it will, it will put you in position um, to be able to create freedom for your life to be able to do other things. However, most of the people you see on social media, if you were to peel back the curtain, if you were to look at the financials of their businesses, if you were to see what their multiple streams of income are actually generating from them, trust me, trust me, you would see that they're actually in an incredibly, incredibly risky position. They are in a vulnerable position. The idea comes down to we have to recognize that success is one step at a time, not multiple steps together. In other words, the idea of I do my main, my main hustle. By the way, because if the side hustle is so good, if the side hustle is so good, why wouldn't you just make that your main hustle and get rid of the other thing you were doing? But whatever our main hustle is, we do that in lieu of doing anything else. Now, again, I'm going to show you how to build multiple streams of income and multiple businesses, but there's a, there's a progression in it. Now, here's what happens, and we can represent it mathematically. If I focus all of my time and energy on one thing, and I don't do anything else, then in essence, one plus the lack of anything else or zero equals one, right? That's basic math. The challenges in our current society and all the financial gurus out there on Facebook are teaching a methodology that's actually incorrect and is not reflective of the people that actually build great wealth over time and act. They basically say, well, yeah, I get it. If you do one thing and you don't do anything else, you're going to get your results. But why can't I do two or more things? In fact, if I do two or more things, I'm going to bet that one half, spending half my time here and half my time here actually will generate more 
than one. In fact, I'm going to bet that one half of my time here and one half of my time here is actually going to generate a one and a half result instead of your one result. Problem is that's a fundamental misunderstanding around um, uh, how we drive the most effective results. See, here's the thing. Um, uh, some of you are familiar with the quote, uh, Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Outliers, that said, if you want to reach mastery in anything, it takes roughly 10,000 hours of time on task over, over, uh, on, on what you're working. In other words, to break that down, here's what 10,000 hours of time on task equals. If you were to pick your one key hustle, whatever it is that you're really driving forward, and you were to spend four hours every single business day working on it, like really working on it. Think about the uh, golf analogy. If you wanted to master golf and you spent four hours every single weekday working on mastering the game of golf, it would take you 10 years to get to 10,000 hours. The problem is some people say, well, okay, so um, you'll get to mastery in 10 years um, and if I'm doing two things, well, I can't master either of them over 10 years, but I'll get to half mastery in both. Won't that work? I'll, you'll get 10,000 hours in your thing, but I'll get 5,000 here and 5,000 here. I mean, won't that still basically be the same? And the truth is no, because here's what we know. The closer you get to mastery, the more efficient you're able to drive results through the same action. Let me give you an example. I want you to think about the first time you went on a listing presentation. Now compare that to when you go on listing presentations today. Are you much more efficient? Do you get a higher return of results? Yeah, absolutely. That's because you're closer to mastery. So the problem is 5,000 hours here plus 5,000 hours here still doesn't equal the result that we're going to be able to get by having 10,000 hours in something else. When Tiger Woods steps up to hit a golf ball, does he have to think about what to do to hit it? No. He gets great, uh, a greater deal of efficiency and result with that same one swing than someone who is an amateur does from their one swing. All right, so now the question is, how then do we take this concept and then do exactly what I told you? Build multiple streams of income, or own multiple um, businesses, or uh, have several different lead generation levers within our business. How do we do that? But we always have to look for examples. We have to study the wealthy. We have to study the great business owners. And I mean outside of the real estate industry, because that's actually a way better uh, microcosm to, to look at. We have to look for the consistencies. How do they do that? Well, by and large, the most successful uh, business builders over time implement what we call the five-lane highway. In other words, building the five-lane highway the right way. So to drive home this analogy, congratulations. Um, instead of selling real estate, you, you have now been contracted by your state to build a new five-lane interstate highway connecting people from one side of the state to the other side of the state. In essence, in essence, you've got to connect, you've got to be able to get uh, people from point A to point B, from point A to point B, one side of your state to the other side of your state. Now, if you were to construct a five-lane state highway uh, connecting people from point A to point B, can we all agree you need a lot of raw materials? You need a lot of heavy machinery and you need a lot of manpower. Well, here's how most people build five-lane highway. By the way, this is how most people build their multiple businesses. By the way, this is how most people build their multiple streams of income. By the way, this is how most people build getting a lot of different lead generation levers into their business. Is they take all their heavy machinery, all their raw materials, all their manpower, and they start building lane one. And then they look up and they built a little bit of lane one and they start patting themselves on the back and say, well, this is awesome. We're having some success here. But I've been tasked to build a five-lane highway. So, all right, boys, let's move all the heavy machinery, all the raw materials back to point A because we got to build lane two. So they move everything back and then they start building lane two. And, whoa, lo and behold, look at this. They're, now they have two lanes in, in construction. This is amazing. It's supposed to be a five-lane highway, though. So move all the heavy machinery, all the manpower, all the raw materials back to the starting line and they build lane three and then lane four, and then lane five. And at this point, they spend a significant amount of time building five lanes. They have five lanes. In fact, they're probably up, up on stage at some conference, or they're probably on social media being promoted as this guru. Look at my five businesses. Look at my five lead generation levers. Look at my five streams of income. And yet my question for you is, can they actually accomplish what they were tasked to do, which is to get people from point A 
to point B. No, five lanes, but they can't actually get anyone anywhere. It probably gets worse. And this is where most people get stuck. Is not only can they no longer, can they not get people from point A to point B, but now because they have five lanes and none of them are actually viable, they, and they were gonna spend equal amounts of time on them, they have 20% of their time for each of these lanes. Now I want you to ask yourself, if you had 20% to someone's 100% to work on one lane, who's gonna build that lane faster and better? I'd bet on the person, even if they're not as talented as you, I'd bet on the person that has 100% of their time on one lane. So instead of doing this, instead of doing this, wouldn't it make sense to take all your raw materials, all your heavy machinery, all your um, raw materials, and just start building lane one. Now, pause. On this screen, and if we were in person, I'd ask, I'd ask you this question live. I'd say, okay, now what's on your screen, is this the greatest five-lane highway you've ever seen created? And you'd say no, and I'd agree. And yet, is it a viable lane? In other words, can you get people from point A to point B? And the answer is yes, yes. Now, let me show you why this matters. However, here's what's going to be frustrating is you get to here and you're going to think you're failing because you only have one lane and everybody that's being promoted around there has five lanes. I must be failing. No, you are in incredible position. So to drive this point home, let's just say the lanes we're building are lead generation levers. And I'm just going to make up one. Let's say. Um, uh, let's say this first one is open houses. Uh, so if in effect, you have spent a significant amount of time studying the best of the best across the country in their open house programs. Because you're spending most of your lead generation studying time on open houses, you're not being distracted by all the other noise of all the other levers. You're just going super deep into building an, an amazing open house system. And over a period of time, because it's a viable lane, you build out one of the best open house programs in the country. This is where it gets cool. Because it's a viable lane, it's making you a lot of money. Now you get to have conversations like this. Hey, Jim, Jim, come over here. Jim, come over here. Hey, I spent the last significant amount of time building out what I believe to be one of the best open house programs in the country. And it's not just because of what I believe. It's because of the results it dictates. I'd like you to come and manage this lane. Now, Jim, your job is to keep the lane free of potholes, keep it clear of debris. Hey, if you want to widen the lane so we can get more traffic through it, that's totally cool, but this becomes your baby. And oh, by the way, because it makes us so much money, we're going to be able to pay you really, really, really well. You're going to want to work here, and you're going to want to stay here. And now all of a sudden, Jim is managing that lane. What do we no longer have to do in an active level? We no longer have to manage the open house division, which then frees us up to spend all of our time and energy on what? Building the second lane. And so let's say that second lane is social media. And because we're no longer working on our open houses, but by the way, we're making profit off it, which is actually going to accelerate us being able to build lane two faster, right? The cool thing about building lanes in this way is each lane you build actually gets faster and faster and faster because you have more money and you have more resources to throw at it to get it done faster. But the second lane is social media. So similar to open houses, you spend a significant amount of time studying the best of the best of the bus with their social media strategy from across the country. You put that package together, you implement it, and you build a viable lane in selling a lot of homes through your social media program. And you hire Carla. And Carla, just like Jim, does the same thing with her lane, meaning you're no longer having to actively manage either lane. So you get to go to the third lane, and then the fourth lane, and then the fifth lane. And at some point, you get to a five-lane highway that produces incredible results in every lane. And you have an asset at this point, an asset, that, an asset that doesn't require your active participation on any of those lanes and yet still produces a significant result. You can apply this to building one business sequentially till the next. You can apply this to multiple streams of income. To every person on this call, whether you're watching live or you're watching on the replay that we're going to send out a little bit later, we want you to get rich. We want you to have multiple streams of income. For those of you that have the desire to own multiple businesses, and I mentioned that Jeff and I both do, we want you to do that. Problem is most people get stuck trying to build them simultaneously, and none of the businesses actually ever work. All right, let's go a step further. Let's go to the next one. Moving away from an administrative op, uh, operations model too early in the process. Too early in the process. Now, again, 
this is one of those that maybe has applied to you, maybe didn't apply to you because you knew this, or maybe it's going to apply to you in the future. Don't worry too much about the specific instance. I want you to follow the logic because for every hiring decision that great business people make, you have to recognize the financial and logistical implications of this. So I want you to imagine a scenario, and we'll go back to our handy-dandy profit and time diagram. We've got profit, vertical axis, time, horizontal axis. And let's just say we've got a brand new agent. Brand new agent. Starts out on day zero, and because they're at day zero, they haven't made any money. Yet they start building their business over time. They're perfecting their sales skills. And then, boom, similar to what we talked about earlier, at some point, they hit a ceiling where they simply can't do anymore. There's just simply no time left in the day. Now, I'm going to use a relatively simplistic example just to make the concept easier to understand. But let's say there's a scenario where we have 10 people, and I'm calling them leads, but these are 10 people that actively want to work with us every month. And yet we only have the bandwidth to be able to serve five. Again, I'm going overly simplistic here. 10 people are saying, hey, Matt, I want to work with you. And I'm saying, hey, I can only work with five. So I think in most cases, we would presume, well, if I've got five people that want to work with me and I can't get to them, it's going to make sense to bring somebody into my organization because I'm, otherwise I'm just, I'm, I'm not monetizing those five people in any regard. Well, typically we have two choices when we get to this point, two choices when we get to this point. Option A. We recruit a buyer's agent first instead of hiring someone to help us on the administrative or operations side. This, by the way, is the choice that most real estate agents make when they get to this point. They say, I've got all these extra leads. I need someone else that can service them. Now, how do we typically handle this? Well, we go down the hall in our real estate office and we find an agent. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're doing okay. And we have a conversation in which we don't say this. And yet this is the actual conversation behind the conversation. Hey, Bob, I got a really exciting opportunity for you. Hey, Bob, you know, you know, right now as a standalone agent, um, you, you're the, you have to be the jack of all trades. So, Bob, right now, because you're a standalone agent, you have to do all the marketing, all the administrative, all the operations. You got to service all the clients. You got to negotiate all the contracts. You got to get everything handled from the contract to close phase. You got to do it all. And yet, because you're a standalone agent and doing it all, after any uh, splits or fees you pay to your real estate brokerage, you get to keep 100% of your commission. You know how that works? Yeah, okay, cool. Bob, I got a great opportunity for you. Why don't you come work with me? Now, because I don't have any sort of other resources in the business. I don't have any operations support or marketing support or administrative support, and I'm busy. You're still going to have to be a jack of all trades. You still have to do everything soup to nuts for every transaction you work on. But, oh, hey, Bob, you're going to love this part. Because you're working with me, you can give me half your commission every time you close a deal. Are you in? Now, of course, that's not the recruiting pitch we're making to Bob, but that's actually the underlying conversation in this example. So let's look at what happens. Bob joins the team. He's super excited. And again, we've only been able to sell five homes up until this point. And so Bob comes in. And uh, my question for you, if we were in a live setting, is in the short term, does our business go up or does it go down? Well, when we hire Bob, the buyer agent, the business actually goes up. But guess what? Because guess what? Even if Bob isn't as skilled as we are, and maybe Bob can't service all five of the other people that want to work with us, maybe he can handle two. And so now our business has gone from five deals to seven deals. That's feeling good. Except at some point, Bob starts to understand the underlying conversation I just made a second ago. Bob starts saying things like, well, I'm still doing all the work I was doing before because there's no value. There's no resources here. I'm doing all the work I, I have. I have no leverage. And yet I'm having to give up half my commission every time I sell a deal. That's where the pain point comes in. And one of three things will happen. The first thing is Bob will quit. He'll just go back to being a standalone agent or he'll go find a sales team that can provide him with some value. The second option is Bob comes to us and say, well, hey, I like working with you. I'd like to stay. Um, but I need you to increase my commission split. So you had me in a 50-50 split. I need, I need to be at 60-40 or 70-30 or 80-20. And if you do that, then, then I'll stay. And because we don't want to lose Bob, because we love the feeling of sell, selling seven homes instead of five homes, we, we give Bob what he needs to stay. That's the second option. The third option is, guess who gets to become Bob's executive assistant? We don't want to lose Bob. So we start filling in the gaps on the operations and the admin and the marketing side, which then takes us away 
from the thing that got us to this position before, which was moving the needle on our lead generation and servicing clients. In all three scenarios, whichever one it is, guess what happens to our business? Boink, it goes down. Now that's option A. Let's look at option B. Same scenario, same agent, grows their business to the same point. Same scenario, 10 available leads. We can only handle five a month. In this case, however, we go to option B, which is to hire an administrator or an operations person first instead of hiring a buyer's agent. Now, let's say uh, we find a super talented executive assistant. I'll call, call him Dan. And we hire Dan in. Same problem. We hire Dan in. In the short term, does our business go up or does it go down when we hire Dan? In the short term, and this is, this is the concept I want you to get, even if the specific instance doesn't relate to you. In the short term, our business goes down. Why? Well, first off, Dan is new to our organization. Dan could have been a great hire and he's talented, but he's not actually servicing any of the clients. So he can't help with any of the additional five people of business that we have. He's running operations and admin. But second, guess who needs to spend time training Dan and getting Dan up to speed? We do. So we may actually find ourselves in a position where we were slammed before to get five deals a month. Now we got to spend time getting Dan up to speed. We may, not, we may now only have the bandwidth to be able to do four deals a month. Boink, our business just went down. But what happens if we've hired correctly and if we train correctly, which is going to be a little bit outside of the scope here. This is stuff we teach in other, in other courses. But if we've hired correctly, we've trained correctly, we've gotten Dan up to speed, what happens after 90 days? Dan owns the operations side. He owns the administrative and the marketing side, which means we get half our day back. We know that about half of our day for a standalone agent is servicing clients and, and the lead generation side, and the other half of it is, is all the other stuff, the operations and marketing. Now, all of a sudden, we get all of that time back, and Dan is running the admin marketing and operations side. What happens to our business? Bam, it goes up. See, part of being a great business person is to be able to make the strategic decisions you need to make to understand what's going to accelerate you in the long term, regardless of what the consequence may be in the short term. All right, so that's the visual representation of this type of scenario. Um, let's look at it from an economic standpoint, from an economic standpoint. Now, again, you, you can use this in your business, regardless of how you're staffed. Every time you make a hiring decision, you have to do this breakdown to understand it. But I want you to imagine a standalone agent, same, same exact scenario we just talked about, but let's say that person hit their ceiling at roughly 10 million in volume. And let's say they're averaging a 3% commission. So they've got about 300,000 coming into their business as gross commission income, about 300,000 commission they're generating. And let's say half their business is buyers, half of it's sellers. So 50% of the business is buyers. And that means the buyer GCI is around 150,000. It's half of the total gross commission income that they're earning. So let's look at our two scenarios. Let's look at um, option one, we're going to reverse the options a little bit, but let's say option one, we hire an executive assistant and let's say we pay them $40,000. Now that's market dependent. So I can't tell you exactly how much you need to pay. 40 is a fair representation. We pay that person $40,000. That leaves us with, let me, let me say where it leaves us. Then I'll explain what that means. That leaves us with $260,000 in gross income prior to overhead. What that means, our gross income prior to overhead means we have $260,000 left to cover every other expense we have, plus then whatever's left over becomes our profit. Whatever's left over becomes our profit. All right, that's option one. Option two, we hire a buyer's agent and we, let's say we put them in a 50-50 split. Then on a 50-50 split, that means if our buyer GCI is $150,000, they're getting 50% of that. So they're taking $75,000. Look what happens to our gross income prior to overhead except we have the same level of other expenses. Our, co our costs for everything else are exactly the same. So what that means is that difference there is our loss in profit. And I'll just do the math for you. What that means is in option two, we literally lose $35,000. That's $35,000 not going into your kid's college fund. That's $35,000 not going to building your wealth. But wait, it gets worse. Because in either of these scenarios, in either of the scenarios, whether you hire a buyer agent or you hire an EA, it is extremely, extremely feasible that you could grow your business to $15 million without making any additional hires. I'll let you look at the numbers on the screen and how that impacts the dollars. But let's go back and let's look at how, how each of our options is impacted. 
Option one, we still got an EA. Now, by the way, in this scenario, I haven't given the EA a raise. If you want to argue that you should be able to give the EA a raise, great. Make that $45,000. Totally fine. But you can see where our gross income prior to overhead is in this example. Let's contrast that with option two. Still buying, still a 50-50 split. Now look what happens to our gross income prior to overhead. Let me do the math for you just to make it easier. That's a profit difference of $72,500. In addition to taking money out of your kid's college fund or taking money out of building your wealth, what it also potentially does is I want you to recognize with that profit difference, you could have effectively afforded hiring three admin for the same cost as one agent. Ask yourself, regardless of where you're in the business, what could you do if you had three people supporting you on the admin, marketing, and operations side? Yeah, see, our decisions have huge financial implications. All right, that's number two. Let's go to number three, misunderstanding how ROI actually works or return on investment. And to do that, we first have to understand how the financial flow works in your business. So every time anyone in your business sells a transaction, whether it's you or an agent on your team, 100% of that commission is, is, is uh, thrown into the business. Now, I don't care how you're set up, set up legally. I don't care how your uh, real estate office handles payments. Conceptually, from a pure business theory standpoint, every commission dollar flows into your business. Now, your business has two types of expenses, and we're not going to get into the difference here. Um, so don't worry about what the difference is here. I just want you to recognize both are expenses. Both are expenses. The first is what we call a cost of sale. Now, you'll notice right next to the cost of sale, it says 30%. What that means is um, our target is that 30% of the GCI we have coming into our business. Now, I'm going to show you the numbers in a second, but 30% of the business of, of me, 30% of the GCI we get typically gets allocated to cost of sales. Don't worry if you're not sure what cost of sales is, just trust me on the math. The second type of expense we have is what we call operating expenses. Again, they are both expenses, they're just different types of expenses. On average, operating expenses are also about 30% of the GCI coming in. So, in essence, 100% of the money comes into the business, 30% exits, and then another 30% exits leaves us with our profit, or typically that means. We're going to keep about 40% of the gross commission income that we receive. Now, let me get really clear. And unfortunately, we just can't go as deep as I'd like to in this session. We're trying to get as much content out as we can. This is best case scenario. Best case scenario. What I'm about to show you is actually worse in almost every other agent's business. But this is best case scenario. So let's look at the flow of money for one transaction. One transaction. Uh, let's say your average sales price is 200000 and anybody in your business, your any team members, sells a home. What that's going to mean at a 3% commission, that means $6,000 is coming into the, G, into the business as GCI, 30% exiting the cost of sales, 30% is exiting the operating expenses, both of which happen to be $1,800, and you're left with profit of $2,400. Now, here's the rub. Here's the rub. You ever gotten a call um, where... Maybe somebody's pitching you on leads they want to sell you. And the pitch says something like this. Hey, Bob, this is Matt Sutter with Acme Leads, and I've got an amazing opportunity for you. Bob, you told me recently that your average commission is about $6,000, about $6,000. And I've got this amazing opportunity by which I'd love to sell you a number of leads. And it's a lot of leads. And, and here's the thing, um, because your average commission is $6,000, I'm going to sell you $6,000 worth of leads, which, Bob, that means all you have to do is sell one home, and it pays for itself. You pay for $6,000 worth of leads, you make $6,000, boom, it pays for itself. So, Bob, if that's only selling one home, imagine if you sold two homes or three homes, Bob, you would be rolling in the money. Are you in? Many real estate agents, when they don't understand ROI, they'd be like, yeah, if I sold three homes or even four homes, I'm banking. The problem is ROI doesn't mean we're making a return uh, that shows up in profit. It means we're making a return that shows up in revenue. And revenue is the commission amount that we make. In other words, we make more commission, but we still have to service that business through our cost of sales and through our operating expenses. We don't make $6,000 in profit every time we sell a home. We make $6,000 in revenue. So let's take a look at this from a real world perspective, a real numbers perspective. 
Remember when I made the pitch that Bob, imagine if you sold two homes, two homes. Well, here's what it looks like mathematically. Bob spends at a two to one return. So you sell, you're going to make, you can sell two homes for the 6,000 you spend. Well, Bob spends $6,000 for those leads. And lo and behold, at a two to one return, he makes $12,000. Woohoo! Feels like a big victory. Bob's crushing it, right? Except that he has expenses on those deals. These are just regular deals. They're just like every other deal he does. It's going to have cost of sales. It's going to have operating expenses. So in this case, we're looking at 30% for each. So that's another 3,600 out for cost of sales. 3600 for operating expenses. At a two-to-one return, here's what I want you to see. Bob's business actually loses $1,200 in profit. He actually goes backwards to sell those two homes. Again, because ROI is a function of, of revenue, not profit. Okay, so two-to-one clearly doesn't work. Let's look at three-to-one. At a three-to-one, Bob spends that same $6,000 and sells three homes, woohoo, fantastic. So we got $18,000 coming in as revenue, but of course we got our 30% cost of sales and operating expenses. And when you do the math to sell those three homes, Bob now makes a profit. Okay, good, now we're actually making money of $1,200. So let's go a little, a little further. Bob made $1,200 to sell three homes, which basically means he made $400 per home he sold. Now, take that $400 and divide by the number of hours that Bob had to work on that transaction, and you're going to start to see he's making an uh, uh, income per hour that makes McDonald's, that McDonald's opportunity look pretty dang good. So four to one. I'll go through this quickly for sake of time. All right, still starting to make a little bit more money, but again, same thing, $3,600 divided by four homes sold, that means 900 in profit per unit. Divide by the number of hours you spent working it, it's still nothing to write home about. The truth is, if we're going to target things that are actually going to make us a substantial return, we really need to be closer to eight to one, really closer to eight to one. Now, um, I teach several other classes that talk about there are times when you're okay taking a lower ROI. What we want you to see is just to understand that you are taking a low ROI and there's financial implications. It still may make sense to take something at three to one. There are reasons to do that, but just understand what those implications are. All right, last one, last one, and this one's very fast, and this is operating off an unsustainable agent comp model. And again, I'm going to over, overly simplify this to just drive home the point. But I want you to imagine your business has a $300,000 average sales price, which means that a 3% commission, you're bringing in about $9,000 into the business. Now, I remember we said 30% are going out as operating expenses, so I'll just do the math for you. That means $2,700 is, cost, is, is the operating expense component to manage those transactions to get them through. Now, let's look at a scenario in which you are the own, only producer in your business. You have no buyer agent or you have no other type of agent, and we're just looking at the buyer side here. So what that means is because there's no buyer agent, you're not paying that person out. The business gets to keep all of that commission. And then when it pays out its, its, its operating expense of $2,700, look at what the profit per unit is. Now, taking it a step further, you can see at that profit per unit how many homes you need to sell to net a half million dollars, all right? Now, for those of us that are too fast to get out of production, and Jeff and I talk about this a lot, I want you to see what the implications are, especially when um, agent uh, commissions get out of whack. So let's say we get to a point where we want to stop working with buyers. And so we hire a buyer agent and now they're going to put them on a 50-50 split. Well, what that means is immediately half of that $9,000 is going out to the buyer agent. But guess what? Our overhead expenses, our operating expenses don't go down just because the buyer agent's making money. We still have the same expenses. So what I want you to see is look what happens to your profit per unit. More importantly, look what happens to the number of units your business needs to sell to, to net that same half million dollars. But wait, it gets worse. Remember that scenario where if we're not offering value to say, I want a 64 year, I'm out. Look what happened to your profit per unit and your units to net 500K. 70, 30, congratulations. In this particular scenario, every time your buyer agent sells a home, you get one more transaction and you make no actual profit on it. 80, 20. Effectively, every time your agent sells a home, you actually lose money. You actually go backwards. Now, I wish we had a little more time to go de deeper into this, and that's just the way that's just the way this works. We do have an opportunity to go deeper into this at a, at a future date. But Jeff, I'm going to unshare my screen. Sure. Um, actually, I'm not. Um, uh, 
wanted to see, well, I can come back. I'll, I'll come back to that in just a second. Yep. Uh, wanted to turn it back over to you because I know you had a couple of thoughts you wanted to get out. Yeah. So actually a couple, couple of questions. Number one, thank you for that and for shedding some light on the profit side. I think it's very common. And by the way, I'm a little bit guilty of this myself. I mean, you and I have had some pretty honest conversations of I was building a big business, but Matt, I was losing half a million dollars a year, two years in a row. Thank God the 10 years prior to that, I was saving up a ton of money because I might not be here today. I might be selling cars or selling something else had I not saved up that money throughout those years. And and just like you mentioned, hey, I got those calls. Hey, buy this lead, buy this advertising, buy this source. You know, it'll grow your business. It'll grow your business without really watching the bottom line. So that's one thing I really appreciate about what you share, right? Yes, you talk nuts and bolts about how to build a business. Yes, you talk about recruiting and training and retaining. But the reality is today's topic is unfortunately not talked about enough because either broker owners don't really know themselves uh, because they don't have a big business that's either making money or losing money, or maybe they haven't gone through some of what it what it looks like to lose money um, or, or just aren't don't want to scare their agents. They're just not having those conversations with their agents. So I appreciate, you know, everything that you share in this topic. And we're going to continue to educate the real estate community on the importance of knowing your finances and knowing what makes sense to invest in and what does not. So question for you, if I wanted to, you know, obviously we just scratched the surface today, right? Uh, If I wanted to dig deeper on this, you and I have been working the last couple of years on a program. And, you know, I know a lot of people here coaching, oh, I don't want to sign up for something that's a thousand a month, or I don't want to make a 12 month commitment. And you and I've talked a lot about how, how could we effectively teach someone how to think like a business person, or how to think how to go from being a salesperson to a CEO, but how to do it in in 16 weeks, right? We've been talking about people don't want to sign up for a year, they don't want to commit 1000s and 1000s of dollars. Although you have people going and get their MBAs left and right. I mean, those are those are 20, 30, 40, $50,000. So we thought, okay, how can we keep it cheap and, and get through it as fast as possible? And so we put together a program, uh, a 16 week program that Matt is teaching. And Matt is the master of this stuff. I mean, his, his one-on-one coaching schedule alone is practically sold out. I mean, people are paying thousands of dollars a month to coach with Matt directly. And it's really tough to get into Matt's schedule right now. So there's an opportunity, Matt, for people to work with you in a small group setting at a substantially reduced price and to essentially not have to stub their toe and, 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 and you know, uh, get bloody kneecaps from failing through this process because you've already been through that. I've already been through that. And you're willing to share everything from start to finish. finish. Isn't that right, Matt? Yeah, I mean, the truth is, right, this is, this is combined knowledge between you and I of almost 40 years of failing forward, right? All, I always say this from the stage, almost everything I teach is because I failed on it and I learned the hard way. Yeah. And so where we designed this class was to say, well, how do we accelerate someone so they don't have to learn through those painful lessons directly themselves? They can, they can learn by your, your, your and my failure, Jeff, yeah. um, because I've been in the same position as you where I, I, my expenses were out of whack or my cost of sales were out of whack and I didn't understand it conceptually what was happening. So what we wanted to do, because by the way, you know, you can't hire me for a thousand dollars a month. That those days are long gone. Yeah. Um, we wanted to put together a content for somebody that really wanted to start exploring how do you actually develop those business skills yeah. and those leadership skills. And I'm going to reshare my screen um, uh, just so everybody can see, but we've got a 16 week leadership and business mastery program that we've, we've titled going from salesperson to CEO. And this is for the people that recognize if they only focus on sales skills, inevitably they will hit that ceiling. And what are the things they need to first be able to, to uh, build a sustainable, efficient business, then to create freedom by mastering their leadership skills in which they can hire talented people? I always like to talk about, you know, Jeff, one of the biggest reasons for your, your success is not just your talent. It's the, it's the incredibly talented people that you brought into your world that you effectively lead, which yeah. scales the amount of time you have. Right. And then it's actually about building the empire, which is mastering how does money work and how do we think through financial decisions and both short term and long term ROI. It's the nuances that really separate people that have a big business and don't make any money from people that have a massive business and make a massive amount of money. Yeah. Matt, what would you say to the agent that says, you know what, uh, I'm just trying to sell 30, 35 homes this year. I'm not really ready for this. I just signed up for a free webinar because it sounded cool.
content in 16 weeks. And by the way, in this program, um, we actually re- we record all of them. You have you have 24-7 access to all the recordings because it will take longer than 16 weeks to master. And you can come back to it topic by topic. Yeah. Uh, but what I'd say to that person that is like, I'm not sure if I'm ready. What you may not be ready today. The problem is if you don't start getting exposed to this content early, then when you are ready, it's going to take you a quite a bit of time to be able to determine what it is you need to do and then implement. And that effectively becomes wasted time, right? Yeah. You're, you, you hit no man's land for a period of time. Or you, or you take a, a substantial step back trying to learn new skills or uh, forward, learn yeah. things that you've never been introduced to. And I, 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 I use the example, when I think about this program, if I'm working on just selling 20, 30, 40, 50 homes a year, and I don't know about what it, having a big business is even going to look like, I used to sneak into different mastermind groups. I used to do everything I could to get around this level of conversation, even though I wasn't ready for it, because I knew it helped me kind of set the tone and set the vision for where I wanted to go. I didn't know where I wanted to go until I met people who were really clear on where they wanted to go. And that's one thing that's super cool on this. You actually help agents develop mission statements and vision and values and perspectives and beliefs. And, and, and not only putting it in place so that they have it, but also talking about how to promote that. So that way people are attracted to them. Can you tell us a little bit about yep, that? That's, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's absolutely my passion. Again, taking the things we've learned over the years and then just, just the, um, you know, and I use this term with all humility, but the expertise in, in learning how to effectively lead people, how to retain superstar talent. One of the biggest challenges that a lot of sales uh, teams or brokerages face is, they bring people in, talented people in, but they can't retain them. So how do you actually create a retention program that does that? Or how do you get the right people in the right seats and hit the right levers and the right buttons in the right order at the right time? And by the way, here's the cool thing about this, Jeff. That's a model. Yeah. Meaning you don't have to trial and error. Yep. Literally when, when you follow the processes that when you look at the, the best business and leader, business people and leaders in the world, Success leaves clues. What we've done is we've truncated the years of studying we've done into a 16-week program that gets rid of all the fluff. Yeah. So now, now Matt, I'm probably wondering, all right, you know, you, you threw out this number of thousands of dollars to coach with you. We're not talking about one-on-one with Matt. Yes, that's $1,500 a month today. Um, what, what we're talking about is, what is it, Matt? $399 a month for four months? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's $399 a month. And again, you know, access to all the videos and the replays and it's also access to me you know um uh you know jeff we've been we've done this now a few times it, it always sells out so we, we actually don't want to do a hard sales pitch that's not the intention here it's going to sell out yeah um and then people always say well like well how can an online class sell out well we actually cap attendance and the reason is, is because i want to be able to have direct one-on-one interaction with the people that are taking this class because everyone has their own real world situations yeah. And so this is going to sell out regardless. Yeah. And yet, um, for those people that really want to take the next step in understanding these principles, I mean, you're talking about an investment of $3.99 a month. You can't get this anywhere else. For just four months, which, what is that, $1,600? bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. gosh, that's that to, to get to spend 16 modules with you in that much time, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. And obviously, we're excited that you're doing it again. I don't know how long we're going to be able to offer it, how long we're going to be able to offer it at this price. I know we only run the program twice per year. So if somebody's saying, I'll catch the next one, well, the next one probably won't be till fall the next time we do it. So it starts, I think, April 26th. Is that right, Matt? Yep. Yep. It starts April, that week. Yes, that's correct. Yep. yep. So we are we are going to identify what number it is because we're going to cap it at a particular number and keep that small. And so if you're interested in joining us at all, or if you already know for a fact you want to join us, just text the word CEO to five five four 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 and somebody will reach out to you. So just like you were texting earlier morning to that number, you text CEO those three letters to that same number and somebody will reach out to you to get make sure you get a seat reserved for that. Or if you just have questions, hey, I want to know all 16 topics. I want to know this, what time and day it is or whatever. Uh, even if you just have questions on it or are just curious as to what it is, text CEO to 55444. Uh, Matt, before I close us out with a couple other quick announcements, yeah. do you have anything else you want to add? No, we're excited for the next step in this. This has been a labor of love. Um, certainly, if anyone's looking for for testimonials or references, we've got uh, an insane amount of those. And so, 
if if you have any questions, text CEO to 55444 and one of us will will be on the phone with you helping you through that. Awesome. And everyone is is lucky to get to spend that time with you. Uh, because listen, you don't want to, you don't want to stub your toe and, and scrape your knees as much as all of us have. This is like a shortcut. We were talking earlier this morning. It's like shaving off five years of learning experiences in 16 weeks. So, and to be able to do that for, 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 you know, three ninety nine a month for four months is, is yeah. uh, a great value. We think, all right, thank you for that, Matt, real quick. Last couple things here. Um, we are doing our next session next Wednesday at 11 a.m. This same time, all right, same start time. We're talking about winning more buyer offers in a listing scarce market with Coach JoLynn Mercica. If you don't know JoLynn, 40, 50 buyer transactions a year. She knows those inside and out and is having a ton of success getting her buyer offers accepted. I know many of you are broker owners. I know many of you are leading teams. Maybe consider having your buyer's agents on that. Maybe considering having all your agents on that. That's next Wednesday at 11. It's the same link, gloveru.com forward slash webinar to sign up for that. That's a week from today at 11 a.m. For those of you that chimed on late, I shared with you some free resources at the beginning. I'll repeat those very quickly. Text MORNING to 55444 to sign up for the daily message. It's free. It's something inspirational, motivational, educational, knowledge, marketing, anything to do with the real estate business. It's something I'm sharing each day, Monday through Friday. You text the word MORNING to 55444. Same number that you're texting the word CEO to. All right. If you're not in the Glover U Inner Circle, make sure after this, this session is over, or after you're done watching or listening to this, you go to your Facebook app, you type in the search bar, Glover U Inner Circle, get in there. It's free. We share all kinds of free stuff in there. And of course, you can sign up for our quarterly gazette from there as well. Finally, our next event, the Live Unreal Retreat. I know a lot of you guys have been seeing on Facebook our event that we just had down in Orlando. All right. I'm proud to announce it's been 14 days and not one notification of a COVID case. So we were able to put on a safe event. We're going to do it again in July. That's July 19th through the 21st, liveunrealretreat.com, liveunrealretreat.com. For everyone else, we'll hope to see you next week. See you around summer. See you in the inner circle. Thanks a lot, Matt. Great stuff. Thanks for continuing to raise the bar for our business owners, our CEOs, and our leaders in the real estate industry. My name is Chef Glover of Glover U. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you for taking your time to join Matt today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to approve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com slash self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.